Outside of a Netflix Los Angeles office yesterday, dozens of activists and the company's own employees protested. They were demonstrating against Netflix's release of a new Dave Chappelle comedy special called The Closer, which dropped earlier this month. If you listen to what I'm saying, I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about us. And they don't listen. The special was a hit, flying up the charts to one of Netflix's top shows of the week. But it has also grown into a problem. And that's because in the special... Chappelle does a long bit about trans people. There were some employees who raised concerns even before it was released on Netflix, according to Bloomberg. The issue here is that Netflix didn't listen to its own employees, its own trans and LGBTQ plus employees who brought up real concerns. Netflix executives pushing back. They say the company supports creative freedom, even though... These objections had been raised internally at Netflix since even before the special's release. And discussing such objections at Netflix isn't unusual. The company has a surprisingly open culture. They call it radical candor. Employees can voice their opinions internally to the most senior levels of management. But there's an understanding that radical candor can only exist as long as those conversations are kept within the company. And usually, that's how it goes. It's rare for internal issues at Netflix to become a spectacle. But what happened with Chappelle's special is that those conversations spilled into the public. Internally, Netflix has always been a place that prides itself on having you know, this open, transparent sunshine as the best disinfecting community. They are known for preaching radical candor and transparency among the staff. People can talk to each other, share what they want, but it never leaves the tent. And in this case, it left the tent. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, October 21st. Coming up on the show, how Dave Chappelle's new comedy special is rattling Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Canva. When your work looks good, you look good. So create all the stunning presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos you need with Canva. Start with one of the designer-made templates or jump ahead with the power of AI. It's a real time saver and anybody can use it. Whatever department you work in, whatever you need, Canva will help you get it done and make it look fantastic. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. So let's start with the easy stuff. What's your name? What do you cover? Joe Flint, staff reporter of Wall Street Journal. I write about entertainment, media, and business. Joe, are you a comedy fan? Yes. Yeah, what's your, who, who do you like? I like Chappelle. I'm a comedy fan, stand-up comedy, movies, TV shows. I, I like to laugh. <laughs> so where does this story start? The story starts with Netflix's desire to kind of take over the stand-up comedy business. 
HBO for years owned the stand-up comedy special landscape. They did all the big deals. They had Chris Rock, they had Chappelle, they had Amy Schumer. All those big comedians did their specials on HBO. Netflix decided we want to play in that arena too. Stand-up specials are, to use Netflix chief creative officer Ted Sarandos's words, sticky. People watch them. They watch them again. Subscribers like them. So Netflix went out and basically bid up the price of stand-up comedy to record highs. And one of their big gets was Chappelle for a multi-special deal at about $20 million a special. But Chappelle didn't go to Netflix just for the money. Netflix is known in the industry for giving artists creative freedom and not shying away from controversial topics. Netflix is a place known for not interfering with its talent. You come make a show at Netflix, you're not going to be overwhelmed with the notes you get from a broadcast network or a cable channel. Netflix gives its creators a lot of leeway to pursue their vision. And Netflix has sold themselves as a very talent-friendly place. Netflix's head of content, Ted Sarandos, has become a kind of ambassador for this talent-friendly approach. He's a Hollywood schmoozer. He, in some ways, has sort of become a very big figure in this town in terms of knowing everyone, being in business with everyone, having relationships with everyone. He's sort of the, you know, he is now the sort of, I dare say, the the most important creative executive in Hollywood. And Chappelle has taken full advantage of that creative freedom. His previous comedy special was also polarizing. The 2019 special was called Sticks and Stones, as in uh, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Uh, It was a fairly traditional Chappelle stand-up special. He did a long bit about the... LGBTQ community being basically like a group of people in a car trying to get somewhere. And his line was, you know, when he got to the T of that group, the the trans people, he said, everyone in the car respects the trans, but everyone also resents the trans because they feel that they're making the trip take longer. And so how was Sticks and Stones received? It was critically acclaimed, award-winning, Uh, played a part in his being honored by the Kennedy Center and, of course, was very popular on Netflix. That said, there was a backlash to it, to Chappelle, from certain members of the LGBTQ community. I don't like to just blanketly say everyone. I can only say certainly there is a segment of that community that was very upset by the special. So that sort of set the stage for The Closer. Joe says The Closer started out like a typical stand-up show. Everyone have a seat, be comfortable, relax. Let's go, let's go. Chappelle is on stage in Detroit, a mic in hand, speaking to a live audience. And he tells them that this will be his last special for a while. It's all good. Listen, listen to me. I, I did it in Detroit for that reason. You want to know why? Because I talked so much about Detroit in the first special. I figured I might as well do the last special here. And then, about 35 minutes into his set, Chappelle starts joking again about the trans community. These transgenders. 
These want me dead. <laughs> Every time I come out on stage, I be scared. I be looking around the crowd, searching for knuckles and Adam's apples to see where the threats might be coming from. Chappelle's 72-minute special was a huge success for Netflix. But some of the things Chappelle said drew sharp criticism. For example, that, quote, gender is a fact, and that he identified as a TERF, an acronym that stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Trans activists said these views perpetuate stereotypes and hurt the community. For instance, transgender activist and writer Raquel Willis went on CNN to explain why the special could lead to real-world harm. For a lot of cisgender straight people who don't know trans people in their everyday life, their first interaction with trans people is through the media. And so the only things that they hear are these constant misconceptions about our experiences, demonizing words about who we are, then they're going to actually bring that into their everyday lives. And that's why we see high rates of violence. We are human. And I think that Chappelle did a sloppy job of speaking to our humanity. Netflix has recently acknowledged that some speech can be harmful, but it has stood by releasing the special. And a representative for Chappelle didn't respond to a request for comment. But Chappelle recently said, quote, if this is what being canceled is like, I love it. The criticism wasn't just coming from activists. It was also coming from some employees at Netflix who were angry about the special. In the past, those critiques have been kept inside the company. This time, they were spilling out in public. What happened then inside Netflix is an employee, a trans employee, took to Twitter to criticize the special. And it was interesting. The, the employee criticized the special. The employee didn't say, take the special down. But the employee criticized it. And so that got a little attention. The tweeter was a Netflix engineer who said Chappelle's special, quote, attacks the trans community and the very validity of transness. After that, according to Joe's reporting, the situation escalated. And then this same employee, along with two other employees, attended a Netflix executive meeting that they were not supposed to attend. They did not interrupt the meeting. They did not do anything to disrupt the meeting. But they were there, and it was a meeting for senior executives, and these people were not senior executives. And when Netflix realized that they were there and in attendance, after the meeting, they suspended the three employees. Netflix said all three employees were eventually reinstated and that their attendance at the meeting caused no harm. And last week, Netflix content chief Ted Sarandos sent out a company-wide email defending the special's release. He said, quote, there will always be content on Netflix that some people believe is harmful. Sarandos also said he didn't think the special would lead to real-world harm. So from the creative standpoint, what is important about this story is Netflix's decision to stand by Dave Chappelle. We're not going to take this special down. We're not going to edit it in any way. We believe in creative freedom. So that, I would say, is the artistic debate going around this show. But Sarandos's statement didn't appease the critics. And that 
was about to lead to more problems for the company. Everything Netflix tried to do to put out the fire just kept the fire spreading. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Canva. It's time to ditch your old presentation programs at work and try Canva presentations instead. It'll help you create stunning slides in no time. No design experience needed. Just start with one of the designer-made templates or generate something in seconds with AI. Then polish it up and get ready to wow your audience. It's that easy. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Design for work. Tap the banner to learn more. With some employees speaking out publicly about their objections to Chappelle's special, Netflix was trying to contain the controversy. But that was about to become impossible. Another employee at Netflix did the unthinkable, which was to leak financial information about the costs of the Chappelle special versus other programming to a Bloomberg reporter who promptly wrote a story about it. Spokesperson for the company says that that employee leaked commercially sensitive information. It comes after Bloomberg reported data from an anonymous internal source that showed the Chappelle show's calculated... Joe says that in addition to its culture of radical candor, Netflix also gives its employees more access to company information than is typical. Employees can see each other's salaries. They can also look at programming costs and budgets. But that information cannot leave the company. So when some of it appeared in Bloomberg, Netflix moved quickly. What was that sensitive financial data? The data included the costs of the Chappelle special. According to the Bloomberg story, it was around $24 million. Now, keeping in mind that Chappelle gets $20 million a special, so it was about $4 million on top of Chappelle's special. What did Netflix say they did as a result of that leak? Netflix did an internal investigation, and they said that they determined that the leaker was an employee who was active in their employee trans group and had been one of the people who was helping to organize a walkout. But you know, they were pretty clear. They said this person was let go for disclosing sensitive company financial data to a media outlet without permission. That employee denies the allegations. And the firing of this employee further inflamed tensions. A walkout was being planned, and a day before it was scheduled to take place, the company decided to make another statement. Ted Sarandos reached out to Joe to talk about the situation. And Ted, just Ted and Don, FYI, obviously, we're on the record. I am, I am recording the call just so I have a clean transcript. And Netflix declined our request to use audio from Ted's interview with Joe on this podcast. But in that interview, Ted told Joe that he, quote, screwed up. 
He acknowledged that a group of employees was really hurting. And he understands that storytelling can have a real-world impact. He said Netflix tries to entertain a world with varying tastes, beliefs, and sensibilities. And that there are going to be things on Netflix some people don't like. Despite Sarandos' apology, the employee protest on Wednesday went ahead as planned. Joe said dozens of people gathered outside Netflix's L.A. office. Some were holding signs and speakers took to the mic. And I'm grateful to see so many folks in this audience who I've seen in the community. I'm grateful to see you all here. But I really want to know from all these media outlets, what are y'all going to do better? Yes, yes. And in the middle of it all, Joe met one of the main organizers. Joe Flint, Wall Street Journal. Just Hi. wanted to ask you a couple Hi. quick questions. Ashley Marie Peston. And you are the organizer yes. of today's... Ashley said the walkout was focused more on protesting Netflix than Chappelle. It's no longer up to us to have the conversation with Dave Chappelle, but the people who signed the paycheck, and that's Netflix Inc. Not too long after, Joe met with the alleged leaker. My name is B. Pagels Minor. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. And you worked at Netflix until very recently, correct? Yes, I worked at Netflix until October 14th. You were terminated because the company believes you leaked financial information to Bloomberg. Is that accurate? Yes, that's correct. The, the company accused me of leaking um, confidential and sensitive information. Is that, is that true or, do you, or no? I, I categorically deny that I leaked any information. Netflix disputes B's claims. B says they never had any intention of hurting Netflix or their former trans colleagues there. What I would say to my trans star colleagues is keep doing, keep up the fight. This is a, a long-term marathon. You will get this done and, and continue to have a data-driven, very logical approach. In response to the protest, a Netflix spokesperson said the company values its trans colleagues and understands the, quote, deep hurt that's been caused. The spokesperson also said the company has more work to do both within Netflix and in its content. What do you think it says that Netflix is standing by Chappelle? It's easy to look at Netflix and say, well, you've upset some of your employees and upset a segment of the population. Why don't you just take this down? That would be very harmful to how they sell themselves to the creative community. And while people may be upset by this Chappelle special, I imagine Netflix is also weighing what message it sends to other creators, other talent, if they pull this special. There might be some people who think, well, if they pull that, what's to stop them from pulling my program if there's something in it they don't like? If Netflix suddenly started saying, nope, too hot for us, we're not touching it. I mean, Netflix's whole thing is like, we can take the chances other places can't or won't take. And do you think that this anger inside Netflix at the Chappelle special will change anything in the Netflix culture of radical candor? So when I do talk to Netflix employees about the culture, many who have been there a long time say that the culture is a lot harder to keep up now. 
because it has gotten so big. But you know what? They're the biggest service in the world right now. So they lead by example. They're 60 million subscribers in the U.S., more than 200 million worldwide. In many ways, they set the tone, both creatively and business-wise. So whatever they do can have a trickle-down effect. So they want everyone. They want the world. But to get the world, you got to have something for everyone. And you also have to realize that not everyone is going to love everything you do. So... It's a tricky thing. It's not easy being king. That's all for today, Thursday, October 21st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional production help from Annie Chelsea. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.